What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Tofu Talk. For those of you who don't know us, we are two Asian Americans with very different backgrounds that are clearly shown in our personalities. This is a podcast where we'll share our experiences, mistakes, and more that will hopefully entertain you and maybe even make you think a little. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 beautiful people. I just copied Gio Antoinette from the Bea podcast. If anyone listens to them. She does do that. She does that. She says, hello, beautiful people. And Bart's like, <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. You guys should definitely check out the Bea podcast. B-E-A-W. Um, if you guys don't already listen to them, but we, we draw a lot of inspiration from their style of podcast. Yeah, they're hilarious. They're super, super funny. Maybe we'll get there someday. But they're also but... very knowledgeable, very mm-hmm, experienced. Mm-hmm. Couple entrepreneurs. Yes. Couple, uh, Bart's an army vet. Yeah. So he, I actually just listened to his episode on his experience, um, in, no, he's Marines. Marines, he? Marines. Or was Marines. Yeah, Marines. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so... We are here sitting in a pod, uh, sitting in a podcast, sitting in a car, sitting in a parking lot on a beautiful, sunny winter day here to bring you a new series. We just wrapped up our identity series, which consisted of three episodes. If you haven't listened to those, definitely go check those out. We drop some knowledge, drop some insight, drop some words <laughs> words of wisdom some words of wisdom we try but yeah so if you haven't checked out that uh three episode series please do this is our new series and the title of this series is called the side effects series the side effects series oh nice 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 you need to back me up like that yeah, more okay that was good yeah so the side effects series why is it called that you may ask well this series the next three episodes will be dedicated to talking about all of the side effects that have come along with going vegan. But before we get into this new series, we are going to share our yin and our yang of the week to give you a little bit of insight into our lives. Oh, yeah. You want to go first, John? uh, Is that like rude if I go first? Shouldn't I give you, let you go first since you're the the Because I'm the cooler person? Yeah. yeah, so my yin of the week um, <laughs> is currently we're sitting in a parking lot here in a beautiful town just north of Boston. Uh, I'm not going to let you guys know because I don't want you guys to come stalk me because whatever, you know. You want them to stalk you, don't um, I? It's a beautiful town. We <laughs> just toured a beautiful apartment because uh, me and Asia are planning on living with each other. Oh, no. Uh, come September <laughs> 1st of 2021. Um, so we just toured a cool uh, apartment. It's a managed building out here. Um, amenities are great. You know, it looks great. People here look great. So, um, people here look great. Who are you looking at? I think it went pretty, <laughs> I think it went pretty well. All the dogs outside. Oh my god! Yeah, they have dogs and <laughs> we saw a good-looking corgi. Oh, that's yeah, taking right when we turned the corner. Just taking a piss, looking at us, right in my eyes. Um, <laughs> so that eye was contact. So that was awesome. Um, it was definitely a good experience this morning. That's definitely been the yin of my week. Because other than that, all I did was sleep in and work, and that's it really. Nothing grind, else. grind, grind. Yep. Um, That's kind of what happens during winter time. Yeah, I think for everyone kind of um, hibernates and just starts mm-hmm. working. So mm-hmm. did that. My yang of the week um, has probably been that. So it's been the fact that I've been going to bed really late, 
waking up really late, um, not really too on too great of a schedule, uh, which is not like me. So uh, need to get my ish together um, to start hitting it hard here over the next few weeks. You'll get your ish together. I think that's the thing with uh, morning and evening routines. They're definitely subject to change. Yes. I think we talk, we talk about that in uh, our second episode, which was how to thrive during quarantine. We talk yeah. about our routines, but go check out that episode if you want to hear how we try to set up our days for success and our evenings for success as well. Works okay. really well. Yeah. What are it yours? Because you had a very busy very interesting week. Yes, it was a it was a packed week. So, as part of my master's program, it's mostly online, but then we have one week out of the semester where we have quote unquote in person class where we have to be like there. Mm-hmm. Um, but since since it's COVID, we're just doing it via Zoom. But I still have to be on my computer there with my face. <laughs> <laughs> in your classmates. In my classmates, yeah, from 8 to 5 every day. So that was quite busy. Super nice way to have some face-to-face time with classmates that I don't usually get to talk with all the time. Uh, I mean, we, like, message and chat and stuff while we're working on group projects, but actually having, like, that face-to-fa- face-to-face time. So that was cool. I would say that was part of the yin of my week. I guess this is a twofold yin. Um, had that... Yeah, so awesome residency. I also had the opportunity to interview um, this really cool angel investor. And that might seem like it's coming out of nowhere, but I'm actually really interested in the world of entrepreneurship and innovation. Uh, So I'm part of this new, I guess you could call it like a student club, student organization um, at uh, at my school. And so we're trying to bring in some cool entrepreneurs or angel investors, investors who are working in the nutrition, health, wellness realm space um, and have them come in for interviews. So I had an awesome opportunity to interview him this past Thursday and it was super, super fun. Um, Yeah, that was definitely the end of my week. Okay. First off, sorry, we're not done yet. I think that's a very... (laughs) awesome opportunity you had to was it was an awesome opportunity to be in that club and be part of the organization but i think it's awesome that you took the proactive route to volunteer to be the person actually interviewing him rather than just being someone sitting there because you got to do your own research into him what he's done you know think of questions to ask him and be the one you know the face that he's talking to during that whole interaction so yeah very it was, proud of you for doing thank that. you thank you i have to say i I one of my goals is to be the first. So what I mean by that is always be the person to initiate or or offer up first because I wasn't always that person. So I feel if I forget which book I read about it in, but it's like be the first. Whether that be in being the first to like say hi to somebody in the morning or being the first to open the door for somebody. Um so I'm trying to put that into all aspects of my life but thank you thank you for that um shout out there okay I'm gonna try and figure out what my yang is since I always struggle with this I hope I hope everyone struggles with figuring out what their yang is if I'm listening to this and I'm you know week after week and I keep hearing Asia I don't have a yang I'd hate you you'd hate me I hate me too you're just too 
no 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 you just aren't you're catching me at a good time like right now it's a fun saturday morning like you know like it's good vibes all around (laughs) you had no yangs i don't know um Last week, I, I mean, think I, I said my skin y- was dry. I know some yangs. I'm not gonna say, What's my yangs? Expose pr- me then. not appropriate to be on that. Uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Now you're going to make them wonder what my yangs are. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, no. I, can't, I can't. I can't. You can't do it? We're not no. on that level? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Can I expose your yangs? No. What? My- <laughs> What? I don't know, even know what I mean by that. Okay, we'll just skip mine for this week because we want to talk to you about the actual <laughs> topic of this episode, which is, I'll let you take over. I feel like I'm dominating right now. We're going to <laughs> talk about, we're going to do a quick 30,000 foot view of why we went vegan again. If you don't know, episode three, go check it out. Uh, one of our most popular episodes. We're just going to go over why we went vegan really really quickly and then basically talk about the first side effect that we've experienced and maybe the most important side effect personally, uh, at least from my my perspective, um, that we experienced since going vegan. So I'll start off 30,000 foot view. You guys don't know. I went vegan because I started dating Asia. No, it's not the real reason why, but it's part of the reason why. We have it written down on a piece of paper for like the little notes that we write down before we record these episodes. He wrote down why he went vegan. Hashtag whipped. Whipped, impress a girl. (laughs) No, but I met Asia. She was vegan. Started hanging out with her a lot more. The more we hang out, the more I started eating vegan. Um, Just because personally, I eat all food. I don't like like food is never an issue for me to. That's never the barrier for me me being vegan. Wasn't like oh. I just love chicken so much. I have to eat chicken. Like it's like that was never a thing. Um, but being with her more, so just eating it more and seeing how it was so simple and so easy to do and to change that, that part of the diet. Um, but what I started doing was the meatless Mondays and then it actually came down to just educating myself um, by watching different types of documentaries. Right. So I'll st- stick with, I'll go that far of kind of why I went vegan initially as the high level. And then we'll dive into it a little deeper. But right. But you. So for my thirty thousand foot overview, also I don't know why it's thirty thousand feet. It's, it's like a like sales why can't it be forty thousand? Work all the time. Oh really? Yeah. The sales thing? Yeah, I'm almost like yeah. Like let me give you a quick thirty thousand foot view of like what I'm talking about. Really? Like I feel quick. like I'd always just change it. I heard today I, since I like you, I'll give you a forty thousand foot view. It's even less. I'll give you even less information. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so my overview initial reason that I went vegan was my college roommate in freshman year uh she dared me to go vegan and at the time i had no idea what vegan was didn't even i mean i knew what vegetarian was but um but yeah so she dared me and then um what else happened and then i thought it was really fun and then i st- <laughs> that's kind of funny right i thought it was fun i think it's how long it was, was it there for a it week? was a it was like a weak challenge. And then I, I think I just liked the fact that I was being challenged to do something different with like, and like, think about it. Food is something where it's like, you always eat the same things kind of when you, yeah, at least in boring. college, I was like, I'm just eating things. Like, but, but was there anything fun. during that week though, that like, were you like, was it during that week within that week, you like learned something else that made you stick with it within those seven days? Or like, was it after, what made you, what made you go from one week to two weeks? Okay, so I think that's where we're gonna dive in, right? With the okay. with the side the, effects, but the initial reason was dare. because I got dared to go vegan for a week. Now, why are we still vegan? <laughs> There's a thousand reasons why, 
But I think we both have this as the top reason why we are still vegan. It's the number one side effect to being vegan. Explain. Oh, I didn't want to take the thunder away. I thought you were gonna. No. I thought you were like building it up. And you're like. I was, building, dun, dun, dun. I was building it up for you to. Oh, for smash me, and it. then I just I kind of sorry. smash it. Okay, oh, here, let me smash it. The ethics. Ethics. Love that word. Ethics. <laughs> what are ethics? I think sometimes, personally speaking, the word ethics can get thrown around. It's like, what the heck even does that mean? Like, if you say like oh, I'm vegan for the ethics, what does that even mean? You know. So that's what we're going to break down actually today because the ethics of veganism is actually, that's the main reason veganism exists. That is veganism. That is veganism, right? Because just a reminder, veganism is a lifestyle, right? It's not a diet. It's an idea. It's not a 30-day crash course diet. (laughs) Um, It is a lifestyle and it's a lifestyle that's trying to help everyone be more in alignment with their ethical values, their Mm -hmm. morals. So at the core, veganism is all about ethics. But I think the water can get a little muddied, especially these days. I like that. Water get a little muddied. Yeah. You like that? I like that. Maybe I'll start bringing those phrases in a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good one. Cool. Thanks. Um, So I think veganism can get a little muddied, which we actually talked about in our episode where we defined what is plant-based, How is it different from vegan? How is it different from vegetarian? So that episode... Episode 17, 18, something like that? 17 or 18. We'll let the people find it. Yeah. If they would like. But so veganism can get a little muddied, but at the core today, we're going to talk about the ethics. What are ethics? So the ethics. We live in a world, right? At least in the U.S. where we, we live in the U.S. We live in Boston, Massachusetts, where the norm in this society is to consume animal products, right? It's on menus. It's not labeled as like this contains animal meat, you know, like as if it's an allergy or something. It's just the assumed. It's mm-hmm. the norm. So that norm is it's the belief that eating animals is just it's good. It's moral and it's OK. Mm-hmm. Right. So then once you have a ideology that goes against that norm, which would be veganism in this case. Right. Because veganism is not the norm. Challenges societal norms. It challenges the societal norm that eating animals and animal products like milk and cheese and eggs is uh, is okay. Acceptable. Right. So I think that's just a good thing to preface this conversation with, because This is the reason that doing anything that's against the norm seems odd or extreme. Whether or not it actually is odd or extreme, it seems that way because it's going against what is socially accepted. What's the saying? Going against the grain? Going against the grain, exactly. Um, I mean, I think you you couldn't have explained that to the viewers, the listeners, the people, any clear. Maybe there's dogs listening to us. Um, insects because to me stop (laughs) i don't know because to me the the whole ethics portion of it is is actually the reason why i switched and became a vegan Mm -hmm. i didn't i wasn't dared i wasn't challenged right i spent all the time with you um and you've been vegan obviously much longer than i have and you already were you already understood all the ethics um at this point and i watched plenty of documentaries read different you know 
articles, blogs, talk to different people. Um, Can I jump in here? Yeah. I just want to ask you a question. So, so we often talk about like, okay, watching documentaries and learning and educating ourselves. But I kind of want to dive into what exactly is it that, like, for example, what is it that you saw in this documentary that made you shift the entire way that you've been eating for 24 years years, right because that has to be some pretty powerful stuff that you're seeing to make you switch that entirely and almost almost overnight i mean ideally overnight Um, ideally overnight but everyone takes different amounts of times to understand not me i was overnight Um, okay. so, so, so what is it that I watched, you saw? I watched the documentary Dominion. We watched it together. Right. Um, and what it showed were the highest quality, f- uh, cage free farms, um, in Australia. And if you were wondering, Australia has much better, um, agricultural practices than the United States and other countries around the world. And it was horrific. Mm. I mean, it was just a mass slaughter of mass breeding, a mass slaughter, a mass sexual abuse. I don't know. Really, I'm not going to use the word, I guess, rape. I don't know when I was watching. This well, different. actually, since we are, since we were talking about like terminology, maybe let's focus in on cows. Yeah. Right. Just because okay. sometimes when we say animals, it can seem like so massive. And oftentimes when we just say like cows, pigs, chickens, it's like hard to actually like picture what happens to mm-hmm. all these animals. So maybe let's just focus on cows for right now. Okay. And so cows meaning the dairy industry, also the beef industry. Yeah. So there's the So t- what happens to cows that you saw? So for the cow one so the cows were, were difficult because it showed them it showed two different it showed I guess three different types of, of, of ways that they were harmed. It showed um, you know, at the birth, it showed the calves being separated from their mothers to go off to slaughter because that's how we get veal is veal right. made up word just to mask that they're eating a baby cow exactly so veal is for those who don't know it's uh like a baby calf like a newborn right calf. a newborn calf because their meat is very tender because they haven't had the chance to develop muscles yeah. because they haven't been alive long enough to grow up so they showed the separation of a mother and and, and the and the calves um it but also, sh- also just to sorry to jump in again <laughs> But I'm sorry. It's just uh, go. <laughs> well, I just want to try and paint the picture for them, though. No, because when you say they're taken apart, it's actually they're ripped apart. Imagine a mother giving birth to their newborn child, and then within 48 hours, that baby is taken away. I think maybe I don't know if this is more of like a maternal thing within me, but can you know, like if you had a baby, and your baby after you had been pregnant with that baby for months it's just stripped away from you and you will never see that baby ever again it's aggressive it's aggressive um and sorry sorry continue going on so yeah so that was one you can tell asia's very passionate about this right guys um so <laughs> well, that i just was... want to give them a description of no, what's happening well, i was going through it so, so okay sorry i'll so, back off yeah geez so <laughs> ideally that was the the next part I was gonna get into is it's obviously these cows are having calves. It's how they're developing, how they're getting pregnant, how are they having these animals, um, and what environment are they are they in? So the first thing you'll know is that these female calves, uh, or sorry, female cows, 
are placed in what is called a uh, a rape cage. Rape rack. Rape rack. It's literally called a rape rack. It's literally basically this like tiny little space. They can't even move. Can't Um, turn around. They are prodded with, I don't know what the, like tasers basically. And then they are uh, ideally a man or, I mean, I I haven't seen a film of a woman doing this, but a man Mm. puts on a big glove, gets some bull semen, shoves his hand inside that, that cow, that female cow, and he artificially inseminates it. Ideally, what you would call nowadays rape now you know Um, why it's called a rape rack (laughs) and you hear these these cows screaming and screaming and screaming in agony and and it's just some of the most horrific things i've ever seen um done and it's made me think how are we able to as society be okay with doing this to animals oh just because they don't speak english or speak our language it's like to me it was very unnecessary that something that did not need to continue to happen for the benefit of the society um and the other part of the, the I guess the, the cow part that they showed was just the male cows when they, or the ones that got older, the ones that or the female cows after they were not useful anymore, when they were unable to continue to have calves, they would literally, there was a couple of ways that they would kill them, but they would basically like put a bullet, like a, a bullet in their head. Or yeah. how do you say it? It's They're like called a, bullet guns. It's a bullet gun. It's like a, basically like a one shot gun thing they can kill them with, slice their throats, et cetera, all the different ways that they would... Go. Also, but like, so with the bullet gun, oftentimes that doesn't kill them yeah. right away. So they're actually still alive even after being shot sometimes. They do a couple or times. You, exactly. So it's like, it's not just like a one and done type thing, which is what we would hope for in an ideal situation. But elect through electrocution, oftentimes that I mean, doesn't kill. I mean, in kill. an ideal situation, we wouldn't want them to die anyways, Asia. Right. So that's just the cow portion, guys. And this this documentary showed all different types of animals. Um, the other one that really got me was pigs. And was, at first, it was before my brain kind of understood. I think pigs were in the first chapter. But before it really got too into the ethical portion for me, my first thought, and Adrian's going to argue with me about this, that it showed the pigs and where they lived and how they were being treated in these farms. And again, these were farms that were like higher quality farms in Australia versus, you know, the, the lower end farms here I'm in the gonna United States. I'm not going to argue with you. Well, the main the, no, you're gonna argue. The first thing I saw, I was like, "Ew, that's gross." They, they live in their own shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not eating that. But like, these pigs were literally like just like, like mother pigs were like couldn't walk anymore because they were getting like fed so much food that they could get fat and plump that they would like fall down on their babies and like suffocate their baby pigs. Like, in cause there's no room for these pigs to move mm-hmm. around. And that's very unnatural. Like pigs shouldn't be getting to that size ever. And they also shouldn't be caged in a cage where they can't even turn around. Like just imagine being put in a cage where you can't even turn around. I just want to like draw that picture like because jail, but worse. And that's your entire life. Like you get, you literally cannot turn around. I would go insane, and so do a lot of these animals. They have many... So when a pig is stressed out, it'll start gnawing on bars. And obviously that's not normal, right? But that's a, a stress coping mechanism. It's where you're gnawing bars. And you see that in all of these different animals. They'll have different types of behaviors that are associated with men, tr- like true mental stress for chronic periods of time, and you, I mean, aka you, their entire life. I mean, you hear them squealing on these documentaries. You hear the, their voices crying out for help, and it's just it's very um, hard to listen to. But 
so yeah that was um i mean basically after i saw that it all kind of hit me at once and then i really understood that i i could no longer have a part in in treating them that way and by having a part of me i can no longer use my dollar to support these farms and these companies and these factories that are abusing these animals which is why i made the switch to to a vegan mm. lifestyle i think that's a good question and that was a side effect that's a really good way to put that and i think a really uh powerful way to pose this question to yourself if you're listening to this is if i'm not okay with killing an animal killing an animal myself or artificially inseminating a cow myself or doing any of these things myself why would i pay somebody else to do it for me right because you're paying somebody to do something that you would not often morally be okay with doing Mm -hmm. like i can't imagine really killing a cow it's not something that i would ever see myself being able to do really so i just don't see why i should be paying somebody else to do it for me i agree it's different than just paying somebody to like wash your car like (laughs) nobody's getting harmed in doing that i'll pay someone to wash my car but like i'm not gonna pay someone to go kill someone for me yeah i'm with you i think just unless it's john (laughs) wait just want to go so back to the, the the topic right so is that the idea is that we went vegan and, and the reasons why we told you were, A, wanted to maybe kind of impress Asia. A reason for me was also that I did kind of started to get the ethical understanding, but it was more or less that I kind of understood, um, understood or learned about the ethical side. Now, the side effect is that what did that do to me as a person? Like overall, I think when it comes to well, the way I interact with human beings now as well, because of the maybe the shift in the mindset or the way I look at treating um, animals or treating all beings the same and it's given me I think a different idea or different standard or viewpoint of how I treat human beings as well I don't know I think that makes a lot of sense not like a moral high ground by any means but I I think it's just that I look for the best in everyone I can look for Mm -hmm. the best in an animal I don't know I don't really know. That's just kind of the way I look at it. I think I agree what you mean in terms of going vegan. The only regret I have is not doing it sooner because of the way that going vegan has opened my eyes to other systems of oppression too. Because at the core, veganism, it's trying to solve a system of oppression, right? So it's these non-human animals that are being oppressed by the millions, billions every single day. So in order to um, not support that, you are you're you have to be anti, right? You have to be anti oppression, um, and I think that it just opens up your eyes to any system where a human, an animal is being oppressed. You now see how how wrong it is on an even higher level, right? We see. I mean, we live in a world where unfortunately there's various systems of oppression. There's racism there's sexism there's homophobia right there's all these types of of systems that are made to oppress certain people animals based on what sex based on their species based on their race exactly all of these things and it just opens your eyes more to seeing how oh okay these animals for some reason 
we have chosen that they are the ones that we want to murder. I use that, I don't use that lightly. This is true murder on a mass scale um, every single day just because we deem them yummy as opposed to dogs. How come, how come we don't choose to do that to dogs in the U.S. at least? Mm-hmm. How come we don't choose to do that to cats? Societal norms. Right? So these are the questions to kind of ask ourselves. And I think these are side effects, right? I started asking myself these questions. Man, like, why is it okay that we have dogs in the house, but then at the same time, I would never have a cow in my house because a cow is a hamburger, right? So it's like veganism, one of the side effects is it makes you question society. It makes you question the way things are. Um, I agree. But yeah. So I think Anything else we want to cover? I know this was a pretty um, intense episode. Intense episode, and I, I, I would just really say, appreciate everyone for sticking around and listening to this. If I would you've just gotten this far. I would just say for those of you who are vegan, are considering going vegan, have looked into veganism, like take a step back and, and really think about the reason why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not just because it's some maybe trendy diet or something you're thinking of for, you know, a health benefits. It really is for, you know, the bot like it's to the bottom line. It's for, it's for the animals. It's for, you know, trying to save lives, um, wherever we can, trying to make this society more well-rounded. Um, yeah, go on. I have to say that for... And I've met a lot of people who have talked to me about going vegan or eating more plant-based. I have to say, typically what happens is that um, if you decide to go plant-based, it's often not something that lasts very long or lasts forever. Because at the cr- at the core of it, if you're just going plant-based, you're just doing it for yeah. your health, right? You're just doing it for you. There's no actual, like true moral reason other than maybe maybe you're trying to lose weight and that's great if that's the goal I highly recommend trying out a plant-based diet but if you're trying to have this for a long term long like the long run aka your life um knowing the real reasons of why um why eating more plants eating all plants is the best decision I think it really comes down to knowing your why, which often is stronger when it's for the animals. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that's all we'll cover today in terms of this for the first episode of the side effects series, where we'll be talking about different side effects that happen once you go vegan. The ne- um, I think the next episode will be a very interesting one. Yeah. To see if something that you guys um, expect or... Mm-hmm. Or if you guys are considering going vegan, I know this is a big wall that people um, are worried about. I think we got some some tips and tricks we can help you out with with getting over this one. Um, so. But yeah, as always, we really appreciate all the support. We appreciate you listening to our episodes. Please, if you do enjoy listening to these, um, share it with your friends. You know, share it with one person, share it with two people. Obviously, our, our episodes aren't only about veganism. We talk about a multitude of different subjects. 
Um, I know I think we have a lot of followers who aren't vegan that just enjoy listening to our um, our weird voices, but I don't know why you guys do that. <laughs> um, but we really appreciate it. If there's any topics you want us to talk about down the line, any ideas you have, any feedback at all, slide in my DMs, not Asia's, you know what I'm saying? Um, but <laughs> anything else, Asia? I think that's it. <laughs> I think you wrapped that up beautifully. <laughs> I, try to make, I try to end on a lighter note. No, yeah, I think... <laughs> I think, yes, although this is a heavy conversation, it's worthwhile having. Mm -hmm. And I really wish, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, the only regret I have about going vegan is not knowing sooner, right? Because we're consumers. We deserve to know what goes on to get this food on our plate. So I felt like I was just living in the dark before I went vegan, honestly. It's funny because many vegans would probably say the other, they say, I wish I never, I wish I never knew about any of this stuff. Really? I feel like it's I feel such like a every single vegan I've talked to, they're like the only regret I have is not knowing sooner, not going well, vegan I mean, sooner. If you're a vegan for for the actual, if your why is because of the animals, then yes, obviously, because what? Yeah, if I could stop killing people years ago, it'd be great to stop killing people now. You know what <laughs> I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, I just have never heard somebody who was like, who was like, dang, I wish I had never known. I've never heard that. I feel like that'd be another side. We will dive into that. Okay. We'll talk about that then, too. Stay tuned. (laughs) All right. Have a great week, everyone. And thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you on the next episode. Deuces. Bye.